Welcome to the Live Greater View, a financial planning podcast produced by VLP Financial Advisors that discusses life, money, and perspective. We help clients live their best life at every stage through our VLP Live Greater partnership process. Thank you for tuning in. All right, Chris. So great topic today, one that's near and dear to us and really the foundation of what we do here at VLP, correct? Right. Yeah. So we're going to go through the anatomy of a financial plan. So it's really kind of an interesting one because there's a lot of moving parts and kind of walk through what's involved, how it looks, and really why we think it's one of the primary things um, for building financial success. Yeah. And along the way, you know, we hear all of these different analogies in our our business that um, we hear at different conferences, reading books, and, you know, um, different ones come up over time, certain ones stick with you. This has been one that stuck with me when I think about the parallels to healthcare. Um, you know, obviously within healthcare, there are you know certain things that you can change that impacts other aspects of your health. Um, everything is tied together. That's what I think about when I think about financial planning. Just the fact that it's all tied together. If you change one piece, um, it's more than likely than not it's going to impact another area of your planning. Yeah, absolutely. And great, um, great point out with healthcare because you know one of the number one reasons for stress is finances, yep. right? So having a plan is really kind of, you know, is probably the first step to kind of eliminate or reduce some of that stress. Right. So just the fact that everything is connected, um, just like in healthcare, same goes for planning. The other thing that comes to mind for me is the fact that if you change something within the healthcare side of things, that has short-term effects and long-term effects. Very similar dynamic in planning. You can change something that's going to have a short-term effect, and then it can also have a major longer-term effect. So I um, thought it was a great analogy and, and good for us to unpack today. Great. So let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about, first, the software that we use here. There's lots of software out there, that, you know, all the pros and cons, but here at VLP, we use Money Guide Pro. Yeah, so Money Guide Pro is an excellent software, and if we really take a step back and think, well, what, what got us here to this point in 2023, we primarily use software as the main driver of financial planning for clients on an ongoing basis. If we flash back to you know 15, 20 years ago, financial planning was really a archaic process where you know you came into an office, you handed over a big box of all of your data. That firm really went you know behind the curtain, you know came up with all of this stuff, and then they presented sometimes a hundred page document, right? <laughs> and everything was on paper, and it was very stagnant. You fast forward to where we are today, everything is software based and we think that really is important because everything is so fluid. So the software that we use, um, like you said, it's Money Guide Pro software. So for most of our clients, every time we get together and review their investments with them, we're going to review their Money Guide Pro plan also. Yeah, and that's a great point. And now even our client portal has that in there. They can see kind of their meter. Um, although we tell clients don't get too excited about the meter. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's just, again, it's just a snapshot in time. Yeah. And, you know, there's things you can do short term and long term. But, yeah, the nice thing about the planning is we can see where we are today, right? Mm -hmm. What what do you have, what assets, and where those potential tweaks are that's going to make really move the meter. Yeah, and that, that is really what it's all about. Where are you today and where do you want to be? If you don't actually put these things in software, talk about this with, with you know a firm like ours, you're really going to have a hard time mapping out all of these different pieces. So that's um, a big part of what we do, again, on an ongoing basis for clients because it's really a living breathing process. It's not stagnant by any means, um, like it seemed to be, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about the data. Let's talk about what's the basic things to go in there. And, and one of the things I think that clients really get concerned about when we start talking about this 
process and show more booklets is, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. But you know, I think one of the things we always say here is we don't really care how much you spend on toothpaste. We just need mm-hmm. generalizations. What do we spend in each month? And and the big things. We need to know what the mortgage is. We need to know those things. But the data piece really is the you know where we start, where you're today, and that's really one of the most important um, aspects. Right. And you can't figure out you know where you want to go and how you're going to get there unless you know exactly where you are today. And really, it's just the basics that go into this. It's things like what are your income sources, what are your assets, what are your liabilities, where is everything located. Um, the heaviest lift that we find with clients who are really taking care of this process for the same time, it's really just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of that overhang. They think of it as a burden. Hey, I don't want to um, have to do all this work up front. But in reality, once you get through that initial piece, you take care of it. It gets much easier from that um, you know, initial process. Absolutely. Because as you stated, you know, we can update this very seamlessly and very easy. And it's easy to make tweaks if we have a baseline. Yeah. Um, and it's always interesting, I think, when we're doing a plan with someone who's never, never done one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about it when we get to the goal section is, you know, they're not quite sure what they're going to put here, they want to list here. And, you know, we tend to make up goals because we, we kind of, we've done this enough to know yeah. <laughs> what things are going to be important and what people might um, want to think about later or, things they don't think about because it does get overwhelming. Yeah, and that piece as far as just taking that first step, we're um, you know big on emphasizing do not get stuck in paralysis by analysis, especially if you're a busy executive, you have you know things in your mind at work, at home, um, there's a lot going on. Do not keep kicking this can down the road. Just start somewhere and really put something on paper um, and map some of this stuff out that we can put into our software. There's been many instances where people say, hey, I don't even know where to start. And we'll go in and say, well, based on your profile, based on our experience, um, for example, you're somebody in your mid fifties, you have X amount of dollars, you've worked here for this long, you have you know two kids, all of those things. We can put together a pretty good baseline plan. And from that, people say, hey, you know what? That actually does match my situation or it's close. Let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. So don't get stuck in that paralysis by analysis phase. And that's a great point. So part of it is, you know, we have the book that we ask them to fill things out. But to me, I think the best thing is getting the actual documents, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't tell us just what you make. Send us your pay stubs yep. because the devil's in the details. Yep. You know, I don't know how many times you're on there going, hey, you have a group disability policy. Do you know that you're paying, you know, how much are you paying for that? Um how much are you putting into the 401k? Do you know you're contributing Roth? You know, those types of things. Um, even the mortgage, like uh, those statements are, I think, invaluable. And the tax return, lots of details in there yeah. that clients don't think of, especially when you're busy and you have, you've outsourced and you have an, an accountant who's doing that. They, you know, they don't, there's something on the schedule D that we could be like, hey, you're doing these, you're doing these charitable contributions we should maybe you're taking RMDs, let's do them up here. You know, it's things like that, that we can really start to move the meter. Yeah. A lot of times things, um, we tend to see they're put on autopilot and they got kind of stale this data gathering piece. It's really a chance to really, you know, turn the page, take a fresh look at everything and then figure out, well, here's where we are today. Where are we going from here? So, um, after we've gotten through the data piece initially with clients, then we really open up, you know, the box of, well, what are my goals? What do I want to do in the near term, intermediate term, and longer term? So let's talk about how we try to help clients organize that piece. Yeah, so I think one of the the um, really good things about Money Guide Pro is how they approach it. There's the needs, there is you know things you need, the wants and the wishes, and 
to be fair, some clients, their wishes become wants, and sometimes they're categorized as needs. But, you know, really when you boil it down, what are, you know, what do you need to live, right? So your retirement income expenses, we need money to eat. If we need housing, um, maybe you need a car. Sometimes, you know, car could be in the wants just because if you live in the city, maybe we have some clients who don't have cars, right? Um, but those kind of major things in healthcare, um, and, and we'll talk about maybe that a little bit later, but healthcare has really become a big number for some retirees. Right. And if, especially if you want to retire early, um, that really becomes a interesting conversation. Yeah. And that, you know, need section, that's obviously the non-negotiables and everybody, you know, looks at that and says, well, I really don't know how much I'm going to be spending during retirement. We always think that it's easiest to really look at that on a monthly basis. That's been something that's been helpful for clients where they say, hey, if I know I spend you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars a month now. Okay, now we're getting to a point where we actually have some data mm -hmm. and we can really build off of that. So that would be in the the needs category. Um, you know, the second phase of that, it's obviously the wants. Yeah. Um, those are the things that, hey, you know what? It's not an absolute need. It's not a requirement. But these are things that are important to me, important to who I am. And I spent so long working. I really, you know, would like to accomplish. Um, these things that go into that bucket. And usually, you know, our number one we see there is travel, right? Right. Um, so a lot of clients, they worked, they didn't get to do, there's a lot of trips they put off, there's time with family and friends that they didn't get to do. So travel's usually a really big one in that one section. Maybe it's a second home, whether they've always wanted a beach house, a lake house, um, they want to be snowbirds, those types of things. Uh, maybe it's they wanted to move from this area. So those things will come into the want section. Um, maybe that really nice car, not just the car, yeah. but maybe they want the, the new Tesla or whatever um, they define as that car. Yeah, and travel, that's interesting. Um, you know, we have modeled scenarios for clients where, hey, you want to travel um, and spend X amount of dollars every single year for a certain amount of years. That's common. We also have other scenarios where they say, hey, you know what? I really want to take big family trips. That's important mm -hmm. to me. I don't need to do that every year, just every two or three years. And we can really customize that piece. So something that you know I figured was worth mentioning is that comes up a lot. Yeah, and the flexibility of the software is really important to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing, usually in the one section, maybe in the it might you know sometimes it could be wants or needs. It's you know home maintenance because we tend to think and, and forget about the fact that we live in houses that have things that need updated right. and, and adjusted. Um, along the way. And finally, the third section, so needs, wants, the third is wishes. So this is a section where you say, hey, you know what, I've taken care of my needs. Um, those are the non-negotiables. I've checked the boxes on a lot of the things that I like to do under want. And now the wishes. These are more of the things that they would be nice to do. Um, they're not absolutely necessary. So let's talk about some of the common things that we see there. It's, a lot of times will be charitable, maybe leaving a legacy. And sometimes that one will go in between, right? There are some clients who absolutely, that's one of their want goals. Right. But a lot of times we see, hey, I would like to leave the kids here, or I'm really passionate about this charity. I want to be able to give so much a year. Um, you know, or it could be one of the, some of those we call the big audacious goals, right? I would love to have this $2 million beach house or whatever it is where, you know, they think, and some, not a problem, right? We see this with clients, they put it out there, um, you know, especially when we're doing some plans with the associates and the new associates put stuff together and they go, uh, there's no way this is going to work. And you go, well, that's our job. We got to tell them. <laughs> Figure it out. You know? And they're not surprised, but you asked them, right? Yeah. Um, 
What are some of the other things you see in that section? Uh, charitable, that's the big one. I think this section, if we think about needs, wants, and then finally wishes, wishes is where I commonly have placeholders for clients. Mm -hmm. And when I say placeholders, these are things that come up on the way in conversation. I say, hey, you know what? Um, that's something that we should bookmark and put in this wishes section. We're not going to put a number on it right now. Um, we're not going to put a date on it. It's not anything that's definite. But if it's valuable enough for you to mention it to us, I don't want that to get lost in translation. Um, so things like charitable, specific trips. Um, you talked about you know specific things for family. Um, that would be under the wishes. So I wouldn't say it's one particular thing, but it's more of uh, something that's different for everybody, but it's a placeholder section to make sure that those things don't get lost uh, in translation. Yeah, and that's where it really comes down to the details and the conversation mm -hmm. with the client because we'll pick up on those things of, hey, they mentioned this a few times, but they didn't necessarily put it on their goal list um, yep. where we can, from doing this for as many times as, and as long as we've done it, yep. you know, we can have that conversation and open the door. Right, and so, you know, we've talked about the data piece, we've talked about the goals piece. Let's talk about the output piece and just really how that comes to be and just some thoughts around that. So the output piece is really, that's where the fun starts, right? And uh, one of the things I love is when you get to the planning you know, the meeting, the clients here, we've done all the back work, we've gone back and forth on questions that have popped up through the data, and you bring them in and we do all this all live, right? We don't have that printed 200 page, 100 page document that right. used to be. This is all up on our big screens and we start at the beginning. So really what we're talking about is, hey, here's where you are today, it's a snapshot. What's your net worth? Mm -hmm. how, how did we get here? Um, you know, where are all the pieces? What are all the tools that you have necessarily in your toolbox to help you meet all these goals? And then where are some of the tweaks and areas that you have? A, where are some of the, the issues? You know, what do we have? Yeah. Are, are you underinsured? Do we need to be cons considering, you know, are, do we have too many qualified assets? Do we need to boost a certain section of yeah. the portfolio because we have to think about taxes? It's another thing that we do inside the software, yeah. looking at that. Um, what are some of the hidden hidden concerns we have? And then let's really talk about what are the, you know, the goals. The beauty of Money Guide Pro is, you know, be able to run these what-if scenarios. Yeah. And I think the, the most fun is when you get to you get there and you go through the scenarios that we've built, right? And then the clients go, what if we do this? That's where the fun starts. Yeah, and you know, when we think about the output, the very, like you alluded to, we really see, well, where are you today? As in um, the way that the software works is it generates a meter and the terminology that they use around this meter is probability of success. Yeah. So we shoot for a 75% probability of success um, as a minimum, oftentimes clients are well above that. But that essentially is a meter that says, okay, if we have everything uh, in the software for where you are today as far as assets, income levels, all of those things, we back into your goals. Do you actually have the ability to accomplish all of those things? So I would say for most client meetings, they'll take away really two things. One would be the performance of their portfolio. And then secondly, it would be, well, where am I at and as it relates to that Money Guide Pro meter? Right. And then what are the things we need to do mm -hmm. to get that meter where we want it to be? Right. Yeah. Um, I always tell clients, I go, don't get upset if we have some clients, you know, who who are super excited they're at a 90 or 99 percent can never get 100 in this test yeah because there's always some some type of you know concern you have to we have, maybe haven't thought about yeah. um and also i think that the nice thing is talking about how that success meter gets calculated is is it really runs a thousand different scenarios varying times of through the market right so 
going back at when the market started down, you know, you, it was down like 2008 or the the 70s high inflation, the 80s high interest rates. So it's really kind of back testing all these various scenarios that we've seen yeah. and how does it relate to the income and the goals and those types of things. I think one of the things we have to also, you know, talk about is when we get to that is inflation, right? Yeah. You know, because that's something that up until about a year ago, we didn't really have much inflation, right? Right. And um, so, you know, those are the things we have to put into the plan to really think about what if, you know, what's inflation? What's coal adjustment going to be on your Social Security? Um, you know, what are the, some of the things? Because as I always, you know, I kind of use the Starbucks example, right? I'll tell clients, they go, remember when Starbucks was $3? Yeah. And, you know, you'll be lucky to get a Starbucks under five yeah, these days. Yeah, you can't. It's tough. And, <laughs> and, you know, we talked about the scenarios. The part of Money Guide Pro that's actually called the what if worksheet. We think it's a great, you know, a great um, term because, it, you know, oftentimes clients will have two to three scenarios for their situation that say, hey, what if, um, what if I spend this month or this much annually? What if we downsize and move to a different part of the country? What if my portfolio doesn't meet? you know, a certain um, hurdle rate of return, all of these what ifs, that's really where I think inflation would come into play. And I find in scenarios with clients, I'll have a scenario where here is our baseline, and then here are different scenarios for a higher spending rate, um, lower rate of return, higher inflation, really to stress test that baseline scenario. Yeah, and then the other thing we can do is not only looking at the inflation and interest rates is, what if, um, you know, we can use historical, right? It can go back. The software actually starts really in cool. 1970, runs the returns based on the allocation, and we can actually change that. Hey, what if we're more conservative? What if we're uh, more aggressive? What are we growth? Because that really shows them, hey, um, do I need to take more risk now? Because sometimes we have that conversation. We have clients who come in in their, right. you know, mid 40s or 50s, and they're investing a little bit more conservative than they should. And we're saying, yeah. hey, this is going to be a concern because based on inflation and, and interest rates and all the other pieces of the portfolio, we're not going to be able to potentially meet all those goals or yeah. maybe even, you know, there's going to be some categories we either have to reconsider or we got to adjust our thought process on it. Yeah. And, you know, when we really look to summarize all of this again in our Money Guide Pro software, I think it really boils down to four different sections. The first is the, the data piece. You know, where are you today? Um, the next piece will be goals. Where do you want to go to tomorrow? Third would be output. Mm -hmm. So how close are you tracking to actually meeting those goals? And then finally would be the actual scenarios. Well, what are some other things that we could change or other things that might be on your mind that you would like to work towards? So I, that's where I really think when I got pro, um, the four main pieces that it can be summed up into. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of gives you the whole kind of the roadmap of the adjustments and changes that you can make to improve the opportunity to meet all those goals or sometimes it's adjusting kind of what your thought process is, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, I think one of the things we talk about, you, know, you alluded to earlier is when, you know, we have clients who want to have travel for, you know, mm -hmm. that number. And we often talk to them, you know, one of the things I'll say to clients is, you're probably the youngest and the healthiest you are right now, right? Yep. That's usually how it works. We usually don't get healthy. I mean, sometimes we do, but usually don't get healthier as right. we get older. And we don't get any younger. Yeah. You know, tomorrow we'll be all older again. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll talk about, you know, their go-go years, their slow-go and their no-go years. So sometimes we have to have that conversation because that helps them. You know, everybody wants to think, hey, I'm going to be 90 still 
going to Italy and walking up and down, um, yeah. you know, all the stairs or still hiking and maybe, yeah. but what if we're not? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I would say for our meetings, obviously uh, the investment part, that's always going to have a place very cut and dry. Hey, here's what happened. It's very, um, you know, it's very data driven. This piece tends to be much more meaningful, a lot of great conversations. And this is really where uh, just as on the investment side, we feel like we add just as much, if not more value on the planning side. So I think we add more because I think this, the, the financial planning piece tells us what we really need to be doing on the investment right. side, right? We talked, alluded to it a little bit earlier, where, you know, that starting with that piece saying, here's what you want to accomplish. Here are your goals. We know that we can't be this conservative or we can be this, you know, you don't have to take this type of risk, but having that conversation so we can understand why you're building the portfolio and the investments the way you are and where the categories are and and why we're really diving in and saying, hey, yes, we don't need to have 100 percent in the S&P and and be up and down like the market. We can be a little bit more conservative or we need to be more diversified because you have these big chunks of resources needed at various times we you know and we can't we don't know when the market's going to go down yep. right so the planning is really i think the primary piece of the puzzle that we really got to start with that leads us to make better decisions on the investment in the long-term picture yeah awesome well thank you rose hopefully that gave everybody a peek into our money guide pro software and just our thoughts on financial planning yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll leave you with a final thought. If if you have been considering updating your financial plan, don't even have a financial plan, you know, we'd certainly love to reach out, see how we can help you and um, help you plan for the long term. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Greater View. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and recommend our podcast to family and friends. To learn more about VLP Financial Advisors, please check out our website at vlpfa.com. Thanks again. And now for our necessary disclosures. Securities and advisor services offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will be successful. The views stated in this podcast are not necessarily the opinion of Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. Due to the volatility with the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed. Past performance does not guarantee future results.